Entrepreneur on Fire 502. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 260,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. Now that's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. The time has come. Your voice messaging system just isn't cutting it anymore. Start sounding more professional with eVoice. Go to eVoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Chris Miles. Chris, are you prepared to ignite? Let's light her up. Yes. Chris is the cash flow expert and founder of Money Ripples. He is a leading authority on how to quickly create cash flow and lasting wealth for his clients and entrepreneurs. He's been featured in US News, CNN Money, and has spoken to thousands, getting them fast financial results. Giving our listeners just a little overview, Chris. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. You bet. So, uh, so I'm out here, uh, just south of Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm a, I'm a father of only five children <laughs> between, <laughs> between the ages of about two and ten. Sounds like Utah. Yeah, that's right. It's pretty much Utah there. You know, five kids. I, I'm on the low end, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> been married for twelve years to my beautiful wife, or just about twelve years. I'm rounding up, um, and uh, just loving life. Been, been great. Um, in my business, you know, uh, I actually started out being a financial advisor about 12 years ago, but uh, pretty quickly after about four years of doing that, I realized it didn't work. And uh, to give you kind of the best example of it, one of the guys I used to work with took me out to lunch about five years ago. He said, Chris, okay, so tell me, what is it you do differently today that you were doing with me before? And I said, well, let me ask you a question. You've been a financial advisor for 35 years. So if anybody's got this stuff figured out, it's you. So tell me, where have you made the most money? Have you made the most money just in the business from your commissions? Or have you made a lot of money from the investments, the same ones you've been selling people for the last 35 years? And hands down, he said, my business, right? Didn't even hesitate. And I said, that's the difference between you and me. You're telling people to invest in things that hasn't even worked for you. I'm telling people to invest in things that has worked, namely their businesses and and freeing up cash flow. And that's where I'm actually in integrity and you're not. Chris Miles taking a stand for the little guy. Well, I know the Fire Nation appreciates that, Chris. And I know that, you know, leading with integrity and really doing what's serving your customer, your client, your listener, your audience first and foremost is really where we're seeing people succeeding today in that marathon, not in that little sprint where people get burnt out and end up in failure. So what we're going to do, Chris, is really dive into your journey and, and touch back upon some of those things in those early parts, and then obviously get to all the success that you've been having recently as well. But sure. before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. You bet. I think the biggest quote that always constantly is in my mind, I've got several, but the one that really sticks out the most is that dollars follow value created. Or in other words, dollars follow the value that you create for other people. And, uh, and that's been a huge mantra that's been, a, 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 it turned my business around and, and definitely helped me see the success that I'm seeing today. 
So give us an example of that. Really break it down to the ground level about how you follow this mantra. Yeah, I mean, it first started with me asking the question, how do I find the win-win in any situation? You know, so, you know, for example, like if I go out, you know, I go out to lunch with somebody, you know, I, I actually go out with an attitude of serving them first because I know there's always reciprocity that if I do what's best in their best interest, they'll want to help me too. And so rather than trying to feel like I'm going to pitch them on my stuff, I'm like, okay, what do you do? What are you up to? How can I best serve you? And, uh, and the thing that's really cool is when they try to do the same to me and we go back and forth for you know, an hour and a half trying to figure out where we're going to serve each other. And it's, it's an awesome world. And I think that's the way it should be. And ever since I've been doing that, I've made way more money than I did when I was just trying to scramble and trying to get people to do business with me and try to just pay me money. I stopped asking that question of how do I make more money? I started asking the real cause of that effect question, which is how do I create more value for more people? Let's hear a real life example of that. When this first started for me, it was almost by accident a little bit. I heard people talk about this, especially people that were friends of mine that were millionaires, but I didn't quite internalize it. And, uh, and what I did is, you know, I, I was actually starting out, I just barely quit being a financial advisor. I vowed never to teach about money again. Ha ha. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, but people kept asking me questions. And so I'd say, you know what? I've got a good guy to connect you with. Yeah, I could probably do it for you. I've got a mortgage license or I could do this or that. But I'm going to connect you to a guy that actually likes doing paperwork. <laughs> and so I made a deal with the guy. I said, Hey, if I pass on business to you, you know, to a mortgage guy, for example, if I pass on business to you and they're ready just to do business with you, uh, would you split me 50, 50? And of course, without hesitation, he's like, yeah, of course. If you basically just alley-oop it for me, of course I would. I said, awesome. And here's what's cool thing is that what, that wasn't just a win-win scenario. It ended up becoming a win-win-win scenario because it was obviously a win for the, the mortgage broker it was a win for the person I was referring to because I knew I had a guy that was of full integrity and would do a good job for him. So they were happy. So both parties were happy. And then I was happy because I was in the middle of it. And, uh, and I think that's the way the business should be done. And, uh, and ever since then, I mean, even in my own business, when I, you know, when I go out and speak, my whole goal, I mean, even when I'm doing this interview, my whole goal is to give you something of worth that naturally you want to follow me. You want to be around me, you know, however that, however that shows up. And, uh, and that, that relationship capital is priceless. I mean, that's where, that's where real money is made is how you develop and serve people in relationships. Powerful message, Chris. And let's transition now to your journey. I want to take the spotlight because that's what we do at Entrepreneur on Fire and we turn it on to our guest and that's you, Chris Miles. So share with us a story, Chris, and really take it down to the ground level. I want to be there with you during a failure, an actual time, a moment in your life when you failed, when you fell flat on your face. Tell us that story, Chris, and the lessons you learned. I mean, we always fail forward, right? You know, it's like we trip up, we fall, but we get back up, right? And I think the biggest one for me that uh, really stands out is, is this was right after I actually retired. I retired when I was 28, just after I started doing what I, that story I mentioned before. I was actually able to retire by constantly referring people to people, right? But, you know, I got to a place where, you know, uh, I started getting into a new business. I cut off the streams of income to do something else, uh, more along similar lines of what I'm doing today. And, and what I did is, is I, I said, all right, I'm going to focus on these people and I'm going to focus on real estate investors. Now, you imagine 2007, that was awesome, right? It was easy to make money, especially when you're focusing on real estate investors and, and serving them. But all of a sudden, towards the end of 2007, when, when the credit markets tightened up, they couldn't pay me. Therefore, I wasn't getting paid. At the same time, my real estate that I had bought, it also wasn't paying me very well. And so I was starting to see all the stuff and all the equity trapped in homes and everything. And pretty soon I can't make my payments. 
And I go from millionaire to upside down millionaire where I was a million dollars in debt. And in the whole month after month, about $15,000 or more a month. So I might make five or $6,000 in income in my business, but my expenses between my home and my business were about twenty-one, twenty-two thousand a month. So if you can imagine, if you've ever felt a time when you felt like you're sinking, when you're just the sinking ship, or you feel like you're just struggling or trying to tread water or even you're drowning, um, that's exactly what I felt. And even though I knew the principles that would help me out of it, man, it was such a test of faith to have to be there and day after day, you know, getting up at each morning and wondering, what am I going to do? How am I going to help my growing family, especially as my wife was pregnant with our third kid at the time? I mean, it was just a, it was a rough, rough time. And in fact, even at the, right about the low, um, I mean, there's right before my fourth kid was born, the week before we get a knock on our door, I bought a three quarter million dollar house a few years back, about three years prior to that. And, uh, and also I get a knock on the door and the guy comes and says, Hey, I just bought your house at auction a half an hour ago. When can you guys get out? What? How does that happen? I mean, you obviously were not paying your mortgage for some period of time. Yeah, we hadn't paid for about 16 months, but we were trying to short sell it. And we had offers on the table, people that were willing to offer to buy it, but the bank kept turning it down. Got you know, it. kind of the mortgage fraud stuff that was going on. Um, they finally did award us a check of 300 bucks for the damages, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny considering my mortgage was 5,600 a month. That's going to Sizzler with a family of seven. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so, uh, so anyways, I mean like, yeah, so, he, so we, we always get those false alarms of it's going to auction, but then they would back it out within the day saying, oh, it's not going to auction because you're still trying to sell it. Well, this time the, the, the mortgage broker didn't tell us and just said, oh, it's going to auction and voila, the guy bought it, said he'd been eyeing it for a year and finally it actually made it to auction. So just out of curiosity, you bought it for $750,000. What did he get it at auction for? Well, actually, I was lucky. I bought it for six hundred twelve thousand, but it appraised up to seven hundred forty thousand. Um, and then he bought it for three hundred forty-one thousand nine hundred. Yikes! In cash, <laughs> which is why he's like, "I just bought this thing outright in cash. When can he get out?" And uh, I'm like, "Look, I'm looking at my wife who just came to the door, dumbfounded, and I'm like, she's due next week. Um, is there anything we can work out?" And I finally paid him two thousand bucks for the next two weeks of rent, and and uh, and. Basically, when my wife was about you know a week and a half after our kid was born, my wife's bawling with postpartum, and uh, we're trying to move out of this huge house into a into our new home, and uh, it was a crazy time. Um, but I'll tell you, I mean, like it was from that failure though that I I realized that the principles I teach actually work because ironically, right after we moved out within a few months, all of a sudden things came back up to where I could afford that mortgage payment again, mm. but I was glad it didn't. Because it happened just perfect in the way that it, it got me to really check and really check on my cash flow and really understanding that that is the true place of financial freedom is having more income coming in than what you're spending. And, and, that's, and that's how I was able to retire in the first place. And once I came back to that, that understanding, that, that real ground principle of, of not just living within your means, but really you know, producing way more than you consume, it's amazing how much more free your life can be. So Chris, let's really boil this down for Fire Nation because you just shared a lot of great gems and that last message that you just shared is really powerful. So really, what's that one takeaway that you want Fire Nation to walk away with from that experience in your life? If I could dumb it down just to one, I, I think really is faith in principles and true principles is what's critical. Principles and strategies are different. Strategies are like things that you go and do, right? But principles, they never, they never fail. So like one principle I just mentioned was I talked about not just living within your means. That's actually almost half the strategy, but even dumbing it down more, which is producing more than you consume or creating more than you consume. 
you know, always be in a place where you're always trying to create more value than the value that you consume in return. And usually that shows up financially, that shows up in your relationships, that shows up everywhere. And for me, I mean, the, the biggest thing was that faith to move forward as I'm, as I'm doing this, um, that faith in principles. I knew when I was going through that, that was about a two-year, by the way, that's about a two-year revelation. Yeah, true revelation or crap. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was a two-year struggle. I mean, and the thing is, I was teaching people about how to create wealth and how right. to be wealthy, but I wasn't myself anymore, right? And so it, there was all this, you know, this struggle of, am I a hypocrite? Am I a charlatan right. or what? And, and at the same time, trying to, trying to keep my head together, my emotions in place, it really required a lot of amount of faith. And the faith that I had was that everything happens for a reason and that whatever I was going to get from this experience, I didn't know at the time what it was going to be. But I knew that it would probably serve somebody someday. So, Chris, you were just incredibly generous with that story. It was obviously a very difficult time in your life. I mean, for the head of the family, for the man you know, who's the breadwinner to be coming to the door, answering the door, and somebody saying, um, this is my house now, get out. And then your <laughs> wife who's pregnant is at the door like, honey, what is he talking about? I mean, that's an incredibly tough situation for anybody to ever face. And I will say that you are not alone in those years. I mean, it was happening across the country in unbelievable waves. But thank right. you for sharing that on, on, on Entrepreneur on Fire. It's really powerful. And Chris, what I want to do now is go on the other end of the spectrum is really talk about a light bulb moment that went off at some point in your journey. I mean, you've already shared a couple of light bulbs that you've had, but I really want you to tell us the story of this idea, this aha moment that you had, and specifically the steps that you took, Chris, to take that moment and turn it into success. You bet. Yeah. And actually that's where the story kind of gets better. <laughs> that's the entrepreneur on fire flow. <laughs> that's right. It does get better. There is hope, right? Um, so in September, 2008, so this is right about, about 11 months before things started to turn around for me. Right. Um, so this is before, but I didn't know, I didn't quite understand at the time, but this was really the aha moment that started to shift things. Um, you know, you ever have one of those mornings where uh, you just get jolted awake early in the morning, like four or five o'clock or maybe earlier. I have. So I had one of those mornings where I got jolted awake at four o'clock, you know, which was I was kicking myself. I'm like, man, why are you getting up so early? <laughs> but you can't go back to sleep. So I just think, well, best thing I can do is go do my power hour, which is uh, I focus on three areas. And I've been doing this the whole time to keep my faith going, which was I was exercising every morning, yep. trying to get my blood pumping, right? Get my body feeling good. Two, getting mentally clear through like meditation, studying, you know, studying good books. I studied like Donald Trump when he was going through his hard times and stuff. And then three, is getting myself also in kind of in the spiritual place, like meditation, prayer, reading scriptural texts and things like that, journaling, all these things that kind of help me out. And so I said, well, it's 4 a.m. It's a little bit early to be doing my power hour. I usually get up at like 5.30 or 6. Let's just go and rock it. So I go out for my run. And, uh, and I remember hearing one of my neighbors was telling me the week prior saying, man, I wish I could save money, but I can't rub two nickels together. And I remember because it was a very affluent neighborhood. I'm thinking – Oh, give me a break. You don't even know what it's like to suffer because <laughs> I'd already gone through a year of it, right? And, uh, and I said, man, I, you know what? Here's what I would tell you. I'm almost like arguing with him in my head as I'm running, right? And as I did that, all of a sudden, like I started getting these answers downloaded, like the speed of light or the speed of thought even, right? And so I said, I got to get home. So I ran home, sat down on my computer. This is 5 a.m. And I just start typing for half hour straight. There's about two pages on a Word doc. And when all was said and done, I looked at it and said, wow, okay, I just gave like 12 tips how to help people find and free up cash. 
And I said, this is cool. Now what do I do with it? <laughs> and I didn't know. And that was, the, that was part of the struggle. But I knew there was something special about it because why would it come to me? And it, seriously, it was like just half hour straight. Um, so what ended up happening is as I started teaching people in my business, people would say, man, I wish I could afford to pay for your services, but I can't. And I'd say, well, I can show you how. And I would teach them some of those same tips. And, uh, and pretty soon it got more and more refined whereby that next fall of 2009, right when we made it an official process and had it kind of nailed down a little bit, that's when all of a sudden the right relationships showed up all at the same time, especially from the chiropractic and dental worlds, all showed up. And we started getting this load of referrals. And when they saw the cash flow process and what's happened from the resulting four years after that is that the average person would free up about thirty-three, dollars $34,000 in that first year whether it was money they freed up from taxes or debt or expenses or money that they made in income, we were able to help them get an extra $33,000 or more in that first year alone, some of that recurring revenue or recurring cash flow. And, uh, and now up till date, I would say that my estimate based on the clients that I've had, just the clients alone, not people I've spoken to and shared it with, easily at least $40 million has been found and freed up for them. Wow. So Chris, what's one of those 12 steps that you want to share with Fire Nation right now? I think, oh my goodness, there's a lot of them. Um, well, there's I mean, 12. I, yeah, there's, there's 12. I, I did dumb it down to seven on my ebook that's on, on my website. But, uh, but with that, I'd say like one of them, which is, uh, is kind of key is, is uh, income, is increasing income. Because people always think about paying off debt or freeing up expenses, and that's great. I teach a lot of that too. But income, I think, is key. And so the ways to increase income, I had mentioned before, is always looking for the value. You know, how do I add value to somebody in a way that they want to exchange money as a result? And so it's always that service mentality. And when someone comes to that kind of mentality, and a lot of times it requires you valuing yourself and the value that you have and realizing that they value differently than you do, which is why they're willing to pay you because whatever they pay you, they value more than whatever they, they pay you, right? Because if they didn't value it more, they'd never pay you. But you would value it less. Because you'd rather value the money more because you're willing to accept the money. And that's why it's a huge win-win. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs, they get stuck on the income side because they think, well, I love what I do. I would do it almost for free. I don't want to rip people off, so I'll just charge a measly amount. And then half the time, people don't value it because you don't, they don't pay enough for it. They don't sacrifice enough to get your, your service, your product. And therefore, it's not, it's not as good as it could be. When I've had entrepreneurs, I told them, hey, why don't you look at raising your prices? You know, what about uh, increasing that, you know, that value? If they're still willing to pay for it, they'll keep paying you for it. And therefore, they still value it more than the money they pay you. And, uh, and, I, and I had to learn that firsthand because I was unco- unconfident, or if that's a word, yeah, whatever. <laughs> lacking confidence. <laughs> I was lacking confidence as, as a financial advisor thinking I was, it was a finite pie. I could only, if I took so much of the pie, I would take away from other people. So I would just cut down all my commissions so then people would make, you know, would get more value or more money, I would think. But in reality, when I actually got myself up to the standard, what most people would charge and not try to be the cheap guy but I got up to at least that level or higher. What was amazing that people valued it more. They were happier with my services, ironically enough. And, okay. uh, and, and I loved it more. It was well worth my time. And I think that's one thing that if anybody can take away from this is that, you know, if you're even, even if you're afraid that maybe you are up at that high price point, keep asking that question. What can you do to keep adding more value, add more services or products or whatever it is? Because if I can keep adding more value, people will want to pay me more money. And if there's more people involved, then it keeps increasing even more. So Fire Nation, this is a total mindset shift. 
you can either have two mindsets, the one that Chris had prior or the one that he developed afterwards. The one he developed prior was a mindset of scarcity where he thought that if he took X portion of the pie, that left only Y for the rest of the people out there. But he developed into a mindset of abundance that he could just create more value and that you know success, finances, it is abundant. We live in an abundant world. And that's actually the world that I also live in, a fire nation. That's where your mindset should be too, that we live in a world of abundance and we really do. And I really find it fascinating, Chris, that you share that when you raise your prices, people started valuing your services more, even though they might have been the exact same services, they just valued them more. And so a really quick note and a really quick story on that is a great one that I recently heard about a locksmith. You know, he said, you know what? I used to get to people's houses, they locked themselves out, and I was a really bad locksmith. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I was still an apprentice, and I would sit down there, you know, I would take all my tools, and I would rack away at their lock, and it would take me 45 minutes. I'd be sweating. I would typically break their lock 80% of the time, and then I'd look at them and say, you know, that one job is $75. It's a flat fee, and they would happily pay me that seeing, you know, how hard I was working, even though I broke their lock. You know, they would be like, wow, I'm so thankful that you were able to let us in. Like, thank you for your hard work. Here's $75 without complaint. He's like, you know what? Over the past couple of years, I've gotten to become an amazing locksmith. I'm like an artist. Now I get to people's homes, I walk up there, and I take my little lock, and I just kind of do a couple little jiggers and a couple little picks and, and points and pricks, and poop, the door locks open, and I look at him, and I smile, and I say, here you guys go. You have entrance to your home again. I haven't damaged your lock at all, not even a scratch. That'll be $75. And people are like, wait, what do you mean $75? You were here for three seconds, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I can't believe that total mindset shift. And so it's one of those things that you know people will value you for that price that you put on it. And as far as, so Chris, people value you more because they perceived the value was more. Just like for that locksmith, people perceived with how hard he was working at the beginning and sweating and breaking and, and getting them finally in, they perceived that to be a higher value. And perception is reality. That's right. Man, if, if every business owner could get that, that abundance mentality, and that we become craftsmen, even like a, even like you were saying, almost an artist in everything that we do. Imagine what the exchange would be like between each other. We would all get win-win transactions. We would all be better blessed because the other person's in our lives than trying to be the do-it-yourselfer, right? Which is just an easy way to fail. Uh, I mean, that's that's a huge story. That's a whole. That's a whole interview in and of itself right there, man. That's awesome. We could keep talking about that, Chris. It's an incredible concept that I hope Fire Nation is really absorbing right now. But what I want to do now is bring things to present times. I want to talk about today. Share with Fire Nation, Chris, one thing that has you fired up right now. You know what I love is just, you know, it, just seeing the, the, the fruit of focus, right? I mean, uh, I, I relaunched as Money Ripples you know, with the non-compete, by the way, less than a year and a half ago. And uh, easily within the first year as a six-figure business, it's, it keeps growing, it keeps doing better. Uh, and even better than that is that I'm making a great positive impact in the world where, uh, you know, I easily see myself becoming more like the Robert Kiyosaki's or the, the Dave Ramsey of the world, but um, becoming toe-to-toe with some of those guys saying, okay, Stop teaching the scarcity crap. Not Kiyosaki so much, but Dave Ramsey. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, let's let's really you know take this up. Let's really help and serve people and make a change in this world in a way that no politician could ever hope to do. Because if you want to make a change in the world, don't do it in politics. You do it in business. 
Chris, I love that message. I love the direction that you're taking your business. I just see a great 2014 for you when you have that mindset that you have. And you know, I really appreciate you sharing that with Fire Nation. So thank you. You bet. So Chris, before we dive into the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. It's easy to see the benefits of having several graphic designers work on your design project versus just one. For example, let's say you go online in search of a single designer and you hire someone from a freelance website. This takes you about a week since you had to write the post ad, comb through submissions, and then select your guy or girl. Next, you go back and forth with them a couple times about your vision, what exactly you're looking for, if you know, in that design, and all that good stuff. Then, about a week later, if they aren't too busy, the designer comes back to you with a couple options. Trouble is, well, over two weeks have gone by and you don't like either of the designs. What if you could start your next design project today, have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. I don't personally have to field a ton of calls for Entrepreneur on Fire. Well, unless, of course, it's Monday and I'm diving into my eight straight interviews. However, there are still several instances where I'm talking to others in my industry over the phone. It might be about an upcoming conference or even a joint venture opportunity. Because I don't have a secretary or an automated phone system, sometimes it's tough to keep track of all the calls that are coming in and going out. But thanks to eVoice, I can have my calls routed anywhere I want. So when someone calls in about something that someone else on my team can help with, the caller will automatically be directed to them, saving both of us time. If you're looking for a phone system that can do the same for your business, then go to evoice.com. Enter FIRE at the checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. So Chris, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where you get to share some incredible resources and insights with Fire Nation. Sound like a plan? Love it. Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear. Plain and simple. <laughs> it's always fear. Um, that was the reason why I was part-time, even as a financial advisor back in those days, because I just I feared of making that jump. Uh, I didn't feel like I knew enough about becoming an entrepreneur. And, uh, and that's where you know, getting that experience and really finding good mentors, yeah, it's so supercharged that and makes it a shorter learning curve. What is the best advice you've ever received? One of the biggest best, best advice that's helped me be successful in Money Ripples has been a, actually advice I saw in a YouTube clip. It was an interview between Carlos Slim, who's, depending on the day, the richest man in the world out in Mexico, between him and Larry King. It's an interview from, I think, three years ago, if you look it up on YouTube. And Carlos, he, he talked to Carlos Slim about his business and how he got successful and everything. And Carlos Slim said, he said, my father always told me that, that never to invest outside of your business that you invest everything into your business. And he said, every time I would invest outside my business, I lost money. But when I invest in my business, I invest in employees and, and building my business and serving more, that's when I made all the money. And I think that for me is, has been key for me passing up a lot of people who have been in business longer because I've been able to do that and focus so well. Speaking of focus, Chris, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? You know, that daily power hour I mentioned earlier, that still is critical. I mean, that's something I had to do even before this interview because I know that if I don't 
have my body in the right shape, if I'm, my mind's not awake and alert, if, I, if I'm not aligned with my spirit and with who I truly am, I can't serve 100%. And if I don't serve 100%, I'm essentially taking value from the world. I'm essentially consuming value instead of giving value. And my whole goal is to make sure I always give 100% to everybody I'm out there serving. And, and that is critical. And that's the cool thing about that is it's free. You don't have to pay for it. It's just a simple matter of just doing it and committing to it each and every day. Mm, love that. Do you have an internet resource, Chris, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Well, not like Evernote, I guess. I mean, internet resource I've used a lot for money. Stuff has been mint.com. I refer a lot of people to that. But I think, uh, I mean, for a lot of resources, I mean, your, your, I mean, your page has got so many awesome interviews and stuff and great people. I mean, I mean, definitely, I mean, Entrepreneur on Fire is amazing. I mean, I would definitely recommend that for anybody who's looking to learn and get the right advice from the right people. Chris, you must have done your power hour today because you are spot on, my friends. <laughs> and Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about by going to eofire.com slash Chris Miles. And Chris, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Besides our book that we did together? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Entrepreneurs on Fire. Make sure you get it. That's gonna be, that's an awesome book. It's going to be released right, right about now, so that's great. Right about now. Exciting. And let's go with one other book. One other book I would recommend, it was a book I started with, and I still have reread several times, is How to Win Friends and Influence People mm. by Dale Carnegie. Uh, I mean, that's something that creates not just wealth in your business, but everywhere. You know, it's, it's so awesome. And so How to Win Friends and Influence People is an amazing book. It, it should almost be like a Bible of how you deal with people and relationships. Love that. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com for free. And Chris, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Here's what I do, and actually I did, I pretty much did this about a year and a half ago when I signed a non-compete and had to cut off all the relationships. I couldn't go and use those people anymore, right? So I just create all brand new ones. And this is what I did, and it worked wonders, is that I took that 500 bucks, and I went and I, and I invested that in lunches. I mean, that's easily at least, um, you know, 15 to 20 lunches right there. And I just, I just contacted people I never knew, but they had a great reputation. People that I knew were real value creators in the world. They were like business coaches, trainers, um, just people are centers of influence, thought leaders, whoever. And I took them out to lunch and I went out and I asked them, how can I go out and serve you? Like, what can I do to serve you? And, uh, and, it, would just, and it would floor them. <laughs> that I wasn't just there to pitch my own agenda. They would want to know it. They would want to know what I was up to. And as a result of that, what has happened now, flash forward, not even, you know, just barely over a year later, now what's happened is that uh, a lot of those people are sending me referrals. They're promoting me like crazy. And now on social media and everything, people are like, yeah, you got to check out this Chris Miles guy. He's awesome. And, and I love that. I mean, that's, that's because, you know, I sought to create value first and it was reaching out to those people. So that's what I would do with a laptop and 500 bucks is, basically Facebook message all those people and, and take them out to lunch or dinner. Wow. Well, Chris, your message of abundance in lieu of scarcity is such a powerful one that I know Fire Nation is taking with them throughout the rest of their day. And let's end on a high note by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, you bet. 
I think one parting piece of guidance, you know, when I talk about dollars creating value for people is that oftentimes it takes a lot of faith and patience to do that. You know, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a quote that I, I've always kind of another mantra I've gone by, which is, um, it, essentially that's, it's through small and simple things that great things are brought to pass. Right. So there's little things, you know, or Jim Rohn would say small hinges swing big doors. Ooh. Right. And, uh, and that, and I think it's Jim Rohn. It might have been somebody else. Pretty cool. But in any case, I mean, it's the little things that you do, especially little things on a consistent basis that, that make a drastic difference that will set you apart from the average person, the average entrepreneur. And so I think that is key right there is that if you keep doing that on a consistent basis, always persisting, always being patient and out with an attitude of service, no one can stop you from succeeding. That's my parting advice. Uh, you know, how to get a hold of me. You know, you can always, Check out my stuff on Facebook. You know, Money Ripples is there. You know, obviously, I'm Chris Miles. You can reach out to me that way, too. Um, also, my website, moneyripples.com. I've actually got a, a free ebook on there about called Beyond Rice and Beans because we don't want you just to live off rice and beans, but we want you to prosper a little bit, too. And, uh, you know, and that one has my seven secrets to free up cash today where I show and I actually teach those, those strategies and principles that helped my clients free up well over $30,000 in their first year. Wow. Well, Chris, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that you and I have been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com. Just type Chris into our great search bar and his show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. And Chris, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, I'm excited to announce our first ever exclusive email series, the Fire Path, where your passion and our guidance unite. When you sign up for the Fire Path series, you'll receive an in-depth email once a week that covers an integral step you need to take when starting and growing your business. All of our business advice is packaged up for your benefit. Visit thefirepath.com to sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.